Normally we don't do cold opens on our player interview shows, uh, but you know, in this case, we thought it'd be fitting uh, with a little bit of uh, inside material we got from our guest, Drew Saxton, uh, that you'll hear a lot more from on the other side of our open here. But um, he talks about a friend of our show from the last few years, Andrew DiDonato, the head coach of Grove City. Coach, coach DiDonato from Grove City, still have to give credit to him, even though we're playing against him at some point. But, but yeah, um, too, too many people to thank, honestly, too many people to shout out. Okay, I, I got to ask. First off, uh, no relation, uh, this Frank Rossi thing, no relation to uh, Joe Rossi uh, there. But uh, the Coach DiDonato shout out, explain that one to us. Um, so Coach DiDonato, um, he played at my high school um, and way back when, was a stud quarterback, uh, stud hooper as well. Um, went to Grove City, um, then coached at Buffalo for a few years. But after Buffalo, came back to South Fayette to, uh, to coach a little bit. Um, I I had probably been working out with him in fifth, sixth grade, um, just a Saturday morning, um, going down to our stadium, working out with him. Um, some of the older guys, Brett Brumbaugh, um, South Fayette guy. Uh, so, yeah, he, he and then he was our offensive coordinator um, the year we went back to back state championships, which I did not play in. Um, I was in eighth grade, ninth grade, um, but I got to be a part of the this when uh, when I was in ninth grade, I got to be a part of the whole, the build up of it, and just seeing what the what they got, what those guys do. Um, and Coach Dinato is just just a great guy. I mean, one of the most down to earth guys um, I've ever heard. Here's a little story that I know he might not like, but the the week of the state championship, my freshman year, he he he's not a big. Uh, cuss word guy um he 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 is not at all um i think i had heard him once prior to this but the week before our state championship game he dropped something and the and i've never seen a field more silent in my life he it was the the now funniest thing i've ever seen but it was it was crazy and, and that kind of just goes to show you the respect that that he gets and then I, I might as well throw another one in there. Um, we used to have these these character meetings um, on Thursday before Thursday practice that were just um, going through stuff, talking about outside of football, life, um, social aspects, um, whatever it may be. Um, Coach Dinato, after his second year at Grove City, I believe, um, came back because he used to run those. Um, he used to have a Bible with him. He used to give us scriptures and relate it to, to life somehow. Um, unfortunately, that stopped when he went to Grove City. Um, and that year he came back to do one on a Thursday. We probably had 70 to 80 kids on our team. All 70 or 80 of them were in that room listening to him uh, give what he had to say. And half of those kids didn't even know who Coach Dinato was. They had never met him. They had never they had heard of him, never met him, never got coached by them. Um, but they were all there to listen to him and, and hear him give his lessons. And I, I think that just goes to show you the respect that his players have for him, both in high school and college. Um, but he's just a great guy. He, he, he tried to recruit me to go to Grove City, um, but w was pretty close to going there. Um, great school just because I know that he would put me in the right place to do what I had to do. So, yeah, uh, Coach Dinato is the man. I, I, every, after every game, we always talk for a little bit. Um, get to catch up, but he's just a great guy. Good relationship, um, and it's obviously cool that we get to play each other now. 
Well, you know what? He, he confirmed what we already knew. I guess that Coach Dinano is a dynamic individual, JB. Yeah, although I, I had to, it was a little bit of a of a stomach punch for me to him to be. Donato is an old guy. I mean, like, isn't he? Did he just barely turn thirty? I mean, we're old guys. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's all relative, I guess. Uh, and he talks about relatives uh, of his uh, in this show, among other things. So you'll want to watch here as we go to our player interview show on season. Uh, what is it? Season fourteen of In the Huddle. So Drew Saxton, uh, the quarterback from Case Western Reserve University, uh, joins us in this show. And uh, that very, very daunting 2019 loss uh, that he and his team experienced versus Union College in the playoffs, 24-21. Uh, in that game, uh, what was the halftime score? 24 21 or 21-3. Three. Excuse me, 21-3, yeah. yep. And uh, it, it was just... It seemed like they had this game in the bag, and it turned around. Our friend Will Bellamy and company uh, got that thing to turn around. And you, you know in your heart of hearts that when you're sitting there having to think about that game for as long as they've had to think about it without playing until this season, that's got to be really tough to swallow. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, Case, particularly in the pa the Pack Media Day, one of their offensive linemen just talked about how this off season was so painful and difficult for them. I mean, the the playoff loss is one thing to swallow, but then to have to watch pretty much your entire conference get a chance to play spring football with a spring championship game to play for a title that you're the defending champions for, but didn't get to compete is got to be pretty tough for them. So I think uh, the Spartans do have a, a pretty sizable chip on their shoulder and. You know, this weekend against uh, against a strong Westminster Titans team, they're going to have a chance to sort of chip away at that chip, if you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, no doubt. Uh, one thing that will stand out about this interview is, and uh, we we use it a lot, but we've been just so fortunate on this show. The maturity and leadership qualities you can just see from a guy like Drew in an interview like this, it's quite astounding uh, to me it's just how great – he comes across, and you, you can listen to him all day. I, I see why he and Coach Donato get along so well uh, at the end of the day. Absolutely. So let's hear from Drew Saxton of Case Western Reserve. Drew, uh, congratulations on the success uh, you and Case have had uh, in your uh, tenure there as QB. Uh, I wanted to ask you, though, you know, we're kind of looking at storylines from 2019, which seems like so long ago, and how they start to apply here in 2021. For Case, obviously, it was an ending that you probably didn't like uh, in the 2019 season. And uh, that comeback by Union in the first round playoff game uh, was something that I, I think hit pretty hard, from what I could tell, uh, for Case and its fans. Have you kept that kind of in your craw the last year and a half or two years uh, that, you know, been kind of looking to get back on the field to avenge that situation? What's been kind of since that point, your outlook and view on things since the loss? Um, yeah, I think uh, obviously that that's a tough loss to take. I mean, being up 21-3 um, pretty pretty late in the game and then giving that up, that's, that's a whole – um, that's a whole team-wide thing that we had to deal with, um, not just one side of the ball, not just one guy. But, 
Yeah, I think it, it's it's interesting because of the COVID situation. Um, there's not a lot of guys who were on that team who played significant time during that Union game um, who experienced that that environment of college football, which was one of the craziest things I've ever played in personally. Um, that that game was unbelievably fun to just be a part of uh, with their fans and their environment and stuff. But, yeah, I think uh, it, it, it comes down to some of the older guys really – really being able to, to teach young guys how we do it around here. Um, even though some of the young guys were on the team and not traveling or weren't even on, on the roster yet. Um, I think just, just telling them that, Hey, even though when we make to the playoffs, like that's our goal, but we still gotta, we still gotta get after it. That's our time to go. And that's our, that's our real season is, is when the playoffs start. Cause that's, that's our goal every year is to make it in the playoffs and get a run going um, and see what happens from there. Yeah, Drew. I'm guessing that that was probably your first experience with a uh, with a football field with a fraternity house that just happened to be on the 50 yard line. <laughs> but uh, speaking of you know post 2019, uh, and you talk a little bit about the younger guys and the leadership. I mean, how how have you, as one of the student leaders on the team, helped uh, these younger players, particularly during the the 20 2021 sort of season because obviously the pack did have a, a pretty successful spring season but for whatever reason case opted out what was it like for you guys to be sort of sitting there on the proverbial sidelines and what did you do as a leader to keep your team focused and, and get them ready for this fall season yeah i mean that was that was obviously really tough um it, it's understandable if uh, there's not a lot of other teams playing, but we were one of the only two teams that didn't have the opportunity to play, unfortunately. Um, that was obviously out of our control. So just being able to, to things to control the things that you can control, um, that that's something that we, we can only push so hard for. But yeah, just being able to, to let the younger guys understand like how we do it um, in practice, uh, it kind of got monotonous after a while, just going the same thing every day um, for, for months on end. Um, so that was something that, that kids really had to understand is this is very unusual. And I think they knew that, but um, I think it also goes along with the academics that we have at Case. A lot of kids were focusing on that type of stuff, um, especially with online classes. So yeah, I think just, just getting them to understand the, that this is different. Um, they unfortunately, had a, had a bad draw with, with what happened in COVID and not being able to play. Um, we did get a half of football versus Denison in, which better than nothing. Um, so that, that was nice to have. Um, but I think, yeah, just, and then we had a lot of, uh, a lot of situations where kids got put into quarantine. Um, the rules here are pretty, uh, they're pretty strict. Um, so exposures, isolations, quarantines, things like that. Um, it's just all about keeping our heads up, um, knowing that there's better days coming. Um, that eventually we were going to have a season and this was just preparation for, for what's, what's happening now. Let's talk about that season that uh, you've had so far. Uh, key in on game one first off here uh, against Rochester. It seemed like a frustrating game, <clears throat> excuse me, in so far as you guys seem to be dominating, at least statistically. You had three touchdowns in that game passing. But it, it just couldn't get a separation from that team of Rochester. Uh, it ends up being a one-possession game in the end, and granted it was a late touchdown that got them to that point. But it's a team that I, a lot of people thought you would win by kind of the margin you won in week two by. 
Was there, as I asked uh, the St. John Fisher quarterback, Hunter Walsh, was there a COVID lag type situation? Uh, because they experienced kind of a similar situation with Buffalo State that weekend. And then you finally kind of got your traction in week two. Take us through the first two weeks. Yeah, uh, I think, first of all, big shout out to Rochester. Um, they were an unbelievable opponent. They were tough. They were physical. They were fast. They had they had guys all over the field. It was uh it was definitely different from a Rochester team that we had seen in 2018 and 2019. Um, they were very well coached, got to their spots. Um, and yeah, I think that's just, that's just having a lot of young guys on the field, not playing for 600 plus days. Um, we, we got up early and then just got too comfortable. And we, we all understand that that can't happen. Um, uh, no fault to Rochester at all. Cause they, they played their tails off and they were a very good team, but yeah, it's just, just executing when when we're tired, when we have a, a little bit of a lead that we can't really take our foot off the gas. And we have to just understand that we have to play a full 60 minutes of football. Um, it, it's pretty cliche, but it, it is what you got to do, especially versus good teams. And we understand that uh, we're going to have to put that together versus even better teams. And then the, the Waynesburg game was just uh, I think schematically, we, we went into that very confident. Um, we had a, a not a very small set, but a, a pretty dwindled down set of plays that we were going to stick to and run based on their defense. And yeah, it, it, it just worked out. Um, I, I didn't get even get touched the entire game. So huge shout out to the O-line because uh, that allows me to do my job. Yeah, absolutely. And then it, it's, I mean, I was telling my roommates this, it, it's, it's easy to play quarterback when first of all, you don't get touched. And second of all, you can throw the ball five yards and it goes for 75. Um, Woj with a big, uh, two big catches. Um, Dakara with one, Colt with one. So, yeah, I think it was just we, we hit it a good time. Um, we still had a lot of mistakes, a lot of things that we needed to correct. But, yeah, it was honestly just fun. It's fun to put points up. It's fun to score. It, it, as a quarterback, that's what you want to do. So, yeah, um, Waynesburg, we just hit a lot. Um, we got to put it all together kind of. And, uh play a full 60 minutes like i said but yeah it, it was just a fun game overall gotta love the o-line shout outs jb yeah yeah i was about i was about to i think i was going to ask a sort of more football related question but now i i, I kind of have to go with the you know all right drew what what kind of food do you have to buy these guys for a good game are they you know are they into pizza you know at western pa i imagine i mean frank was was having some chili after the westminster mount union game i mean what do you feed those guys out there I haven't gotten anything yet. I'm going to need to do that. But I know they're big pizza guys and donut guys. Uh, so, yeah, but no, they're they're great dudes. Um, they keep me protected. Um, they're just, yeah, just a good group to be around. Uh, I, the, the line here has always been exceptional um, ever since I came my freshman year. Coach Slash is a, an unbelievable coach who always has those guys knowing what they're doing. And even though there's there's a few younger guys, uh, the, the super senior Anthony Polizzi um, has really got them got them going well. So he he's a probably the most underrated player on our team. Um, he he's so important to what we do and just the mentality that he brings to the whole offense changes because he's a. Yeah. Well, uh, go ahead, JB. You, you're do a football related question. I'm not going to take that away from you at least. 
Well, I'll start off with a with a compliment first, Drew. Um, I don't know if you know this, but you are technically the ninth highest rated uh, quarterback as far as passing yards in Division Three. You're tied for fourth in touchdowns with eight. Um, so kudos to you. And I notice on your stat line that those eight touchdowns have gone to six different guys. So you definitely like to spread the ball around. Um, coming up this weekend, though, is a is a, an opponent that did a pretty decent job of of shutting down the the vaunted Mount Union passing game. Now they struggled with the with the run a little bit, but you know how how do you guys start to pivot now to to going into what's a semi um, you know kind of conference championship style game? And is it weird for is it weird for the Spartans to be you know kind of coming into this as you guys are the 2019 defending champs? You're going up against the 2021 spring defending champs. You guys have never lost to the Titans while you've been a student athlete there, as far as I know. But you guys are maybe some will say like the underdog. Does that feel weird? I mean, yeah, it's 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 weird that that's that's a thing. Um, I, I believe that we're still the champs. Um, until until someone says otherwise um yeah it's just that westminster's they they get all the credit they deserve um i think they they play probably to the they're probably one of the most talented teams in in all of d3 um probably the most athletic they have they have guys at every position but yeah i mean no fault for them on their spring season um because they they played their tails off they had such a good season um they got a lot of older guys coming back who who have good experience at the college football level, um, whether it be D3, D2, D1, AA, um, they got a lot of good guys. So yeah, it, it is definitely a little weird, um, but I think they deserve it. Um, they, they proved it, they, they, don't, they don't have any faults in their game. So yeah, um, it is what it is, but that's why you play the game. We're out here to win. Um, and yeah, it's basically, it is almost a conference championship. Um, obviously you have WJ, Grove City, a lot of other, a lot of other teams who can, who can make a run, but yeah, um, especially with the, the playoff implications, typically, um, you lose a game, most likely not getting in. So yeah, it just, it's, it's important to win every week. Um, never overlook an opponent, um, never underestimate an opponent, but we understand the, the caliber that Westminster is. Um, they've always been, been that type of team. Um, we're just ready to get out there and, and prove what we can do. It really could be a five-way race this uh, year. Uh, when you look at it, though, uh, W&J, Westminster, Carnegie Mellon is always in the mix, Case, and uh, who am I forgetting? Uh, I, I know I'm forgetting one in that list, and JB, help me out here. The Wolverines, maybe. Yeah, Grove or, City. Or, Grove City, maybe, yeah. uh, if I forgot them. Yeah. But, uh, you know, five teams uh, are going for it right now in this mix. But uh, like you said, this is a, a huge one to start out with. You've seen the uh, game tape against Mount Union. Break down the defense for us a little bit uh, that you're going to be looking at. And, uh, you know, we've kind of uh, touted Ian Barr, uh, the linebacker, came back from that injury. Had a, a rough game on uh, game one against Mount Union, but who doesn't when you get down to it? Uh, kind of give us uh, the view of uh, the quarterback looking down the defense in this situation. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting because they do a lot of different things. Um, that's kind of it's kind of what they've always done. There's not really a set scheme that they run. Um, they move guys around. They shift guys. Um, they bring bring from different looks. So yeah, I think it's all just about making the right reads and, and taking what the defense gives you. Um, not trying to do too much and not forcing explosive plays because they they have athletes who can cover down the field, um, sideline to sideline. 
Um, yeah, I, I think it's just really comes down to executing uh, reads and getting the ball out quick because they're obviously going to be going to be bringing a good rush. Um, they, their front seven is probably one of the best I've ever seen. Um, their their D line's massive. Um, they got a few Whippeal guys in uh, Antuono and uh, uh, Braden Timmons, I think is his name. Um, so. Uh, they're they're good. They're they're studs. They got they got athletes all over the field. So yeah, I think it just comes down to um, doing our job, not making mistakes, not turning the ball over, um, winning field position, just just simple things. There's not really not really too much to it besides just executing to to what we know we can do. All right, Drew. All right, Drew. Since we sometimes like to break news here on our little show, and and you do, certainly have the the opportunity to punt on on this play if you would like, but um, you know we have asked a number of different student athletes. Uh, we I think we pretty much on every show because the whole COVID thing just threw a wrench into everybody's uh, college and life plans. Um, no one saw that coming. No one really knows. You know what it's it may impact but long story short drew i mean place like case obviously excellent academic institution i'm sure you're going to have lots of um, opportunities once you receive your degree but and we said senior quarterback on the thing over here but will we see you for maybe more than one season after this year just just asking for you know curious um i i think the potential is definitely there um if if i can if i can work out some classes and some credits and stuff like that um i think i i should be able to still still have a year or a half a year of undergrad left so um yeah i i, I think most likely i'll probably be back for another season um just I, my opinion on it is i thoroughly enjoy playing football um probably will be my my last my last opportunity I get um, to really play and go out there with with a group of guys that I, I just enjoy being around and and I think that's the biggest reason why uh, I will decide to come back or, or decide to play again is just the group of guys that I'm around um, they, they make it fun they make it enjoyable going from bus rides to and from games eating stuff like that just just little things that that uh, kind of make memories off the football field. But yeah, be, being able to play, uh, I'm looking forward to it, definitely. Do you feel you and your team may have taken football for granted? I've asked this question to a number of people. I'm always uh, interested to hear different views on it. But do you feel you took f football for granted before COVID took it away from us for a, a you know good year in your case? Uh, what's your thought? Uh, yeah, I, I, I do believe that, that we've taken it for granted. Um, I know that personally, I, I kind of, I kind of fell off after our fall season um, was canceled. Um, kind of didn't do what I had to do to uh, to get ready for for if the potential that a spring season was going to happen. Um, so yeah, I, I think definitely take football for granted, and and you're seeing still seeing guys on uh, the NFL D one stage play, and, and you just want to play. That that's all it is. Um, it really is like a, a, it's almost stress relief. It's a, like it's more stressful, but it gives you stress relief. Um, it's something to do, especially at, at Case. Um, there's a a lot of guys are doing school all the time, and that's a majority of our day is is a lot of academic stuff. So getting on the field for a few hours and and joking around, having fun with your with your friends is, is never never bad to have. So yeah, I definitely think we took it for granted, um, especially things like there was a situation where I had 
been in quarantine, got out on a Sunday and then got put back in quarantine on a Wednesday. Um, only had one practice for like uh, an entire month. Um, so yeah, that, that really just showed me like, uh, this is not a given, like this can be taken away from you at any moment. And then, um, things like, uh, one, one of our safeties, Brendan Majaka in the Denison game, uh, he, he had a little bit of an injury with his, with his neck. Um, unfortunately unable to play again for, for the remainder of his, of his life, um, just for safety precautions. So I think that was also a very hard hitting experience, um, that, Hey, it can be taken, it can be taken from you at any time. And, uh, seeing Mojo go down and then get right up and run off the field um, when he, he hurt himself pretty badly. Uh, it, it was pretty insane to see. Um, I'm, I'm glad he's doing better now. But, yeah, I think this this whole year kind of put everything in perspective. Um, it, it's all about having fun. Uh, we're, it's all about just enjoying it. Um, if you're not enjoying it, then what what's the point, in my opinion? Um, even though we're out there to win games, we're out there – we're out there to definitely, definitely do what we need to do, but um, having fun is definitely a huge part of it. Wow. What an answer right there, yeah. my friend. That was great. Yeah, and I think some fun will be had. I mean, we, we've been uh, fans of the pack now for several seasons, and uh, you know, I guess Saturday's game is what, like the, uh, the miniature Browns versus the, the Steeler kind of uh, AFC North, you know, battle here. Um, and you mentioned, Drew, you know, Part of this is fun. You get to play, you know, play the, the game you love with your friends, your teammates. One of our traditions in our 14-season run here is that we like to give our student-athlete guests the opportunity to shout out to those friends, teammates, family, whomever um, might be on your list there. So thank you again, uh, Drew, for joining us, and the floor is yours. Um, first of all, shout out to O-line, definitely, and then wide receivers. Um, the, the, those are my guys um, and running backs too. I can't forget about them because they block for me too. Um, Donald Day, Antonio, D Wade, Sean Goodman, all of them. Um, but yeah, shout, shout out to my parents too, because they're awesome. Um, my mom usually comes in from Florida. She recently moved down there. She comes in from Florida for every game. Um, she, she doesn't like missing them. Uh, she doesn't like watching them on the TV. Um, my dad also. Because um, he, he's always there to support me and my, my stepmom as well, step family, all of them. Um, just couldn't thank them enough for the position I'm in right now. Um, high school coaches, Coach Rossi, um, Coach Patterson, Coach Coach Nato from Grove City. Still have to give credit to him, even though we're playing against him at some point. But, but yeah, um, too, too many people to thank, honestly. Too many people to shout out. Again, a great interview. Of, I just... I want to see this game to see how it goes. Wish I could get out there to watch it personally. Obviously, a little bit of a uh, haul and uh, some other stuff going on uh, in my life this weekend. So, uh, not going to be able to get out there, but uh, definitely watching it in some way, shape, or form or another. Uh, we'll predict it on Friday, but your initial thoughts here to kind of get people salivating for it. Well, yeah, I think ultimately, you know, it's going to come down to uh, Drew and his core of wide receivers. I mean, they're they're really a passing offense. Um, he's a top-ranked quarterback in D3 for a reason, and I think it's going to come down to whether or not that they can find some of those long pass plays that the Mount Union Raiders either couldn't find or just decided to 
opt out of and just focus more on running the ball. And maybe, um, you know, Drew might have to make some calls at the line and change things up depending on the looks that he's getting. But this should be, you know, this is like a heavyweight championship fight. Um, two basically, you know, defending conference champs going at it. And as he said, you know, a loss in this game doesn't necessarily guarantee a playoff berth down the road. So this game is, is about as big as it gets for both programs. Indeed. Uh, we, we've got that big five-way race going on in the pack. This is going to help establish right off the bat who the uh, leader probably is uh, to have to chase for the rest of the season here. We'll see where it goes. Our Friday preview show is coming up on Friday morning, and we will predict this game and many others. So stay tuned here on In the Huddle.